Thanks for listening to the Northridge Christian Podcast. At Northridge, we exist to help people move closer to Christ. We believe that following Jesus is a journey, and we want to help you through that journey any way we can. We pray that you grow in your walk with God through this message today. So prepare your heart and mind for this teaching by our lead pastor, Mike Wares. We're in chapter 3 of Core 52. Uh, It's called The Fall. You guys like fresh bread? All right, good. I'm glad you like fresh bread. Um, I I can remember I used to work at a camp, and they would bake bread every afternoon. And uh, and, uh, the the, uh, the neatest thing about it is you would begin to smell it, and your mouth would begin to water. And I I just got to tell you, there's nothing quite like that. And then then getting that hot roll and putting some butter on there, and oh, okay. Y'all with me, okay. Well... We're going to get some fresh bread this morning. Did not sleep well last night. So that means uh, God's doing some things. And all the way into one of our songs today, God just keep on saying something to me. So we're going to, I've already warned him in the back, so don't look for any notes. I told him we're not going to use the teaching display today because I would be frustrated and they would be frustrated, okay? Because uh, we're going to just see where God goes with this and allow him to work in us. All right. I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys. You go to the doctor, and, and the doctor comes in, and he holds up these x-rays, okay? This has happened to me a lot, okay? Stop laughing, Kathy, okay? Repent of mocking me, woman. <laughs> so you're, he's, looking at the, uh, he's looking at the x-rays. He goes, oh, oh. And you know when doctors go, oh. You know something is wrong, don't you? Okay, and he's looking at it. He says, yeah, that's, oh, that's not supposed to be there. And, and, and you, know, you, you look at that. Let me tell you what I do on Tuesdays. I hold up the x-ray. The x-ray is uh, what you guys do on Sunday morning or Monday morning when you send in prayer request. And I hold up the x-ray and I say, wow. There's addiction. There's adultery sometimes. There, there are surgeries that are as long as my arm. There are kids that are disobedient. And uh, on this particular day, there was three pages. And I hold it up and I look at it and I say, well, that's not good. Sometimes it's hard. You know, if you've had a fracture, you know this. It hurts. Okay? It hurts. And, uh, and, and, and I, I just tell you, and then you have to be immobilized. And then it is just uncomfortable for a long time. And so today as we look at the fall, we're going to call it a fracture. I consulted with uh, my, my, my favorite theologian as I was getting ready for this. I told my son, Dr. Wares, uh, I, I told Dr. Wares, I said, I've got to preach on the fall in a couple of weeks. What, what would you recommend? He said two words, two words. He said shalom and fracture. Shalom and fracture. Can you say those words with me? Shalom, fracture. In Genesis 131, It's the sixth day, and this is what God says. He looks at what he's created, and he says, this is good. 
okay? That's shalom. When God says it's good, that's shalom. And we would translate shalom peace. And I'll just tell you, it doesn't do anything, it doesn't do justice to the word. Because shalom is so much deeper. Shalom is deep within us. It is when you and I would say to ourselves, it is well with my soul. Whew. Isn't that what we all want? Isn't that what we all want? Shalom. Shalom, it's wholeness. And, and, and in the garden, it was wholeness. They had every single thing they needed. They, they could go and, and, and pick fruit off of every tree except one, and they could eat it and they could enjoy it. That was shalom. They didn't have to go hunting for anything. So many of us in this world are hunting for something to make us whole. Whether it's fame, whether it's pleasure, whether it's riches... So many of us are, 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 are looking for something that will make us whole. They had everything they needed. Do you realize that in the Garden of Eden, this is what they did? They walked with God in the cool of the evening. They walked with God. Can you imagine just walking with God, talking with God? Every need they had was taken care of. There was shalom. There was peace at the deepest level. There, there was tranquility. There was goodness. I, I mean, it was just poured on. And, and, and it's, you know, the eagles sang about it. Those of you all that are old enough to remember the eagles, it's that peaceful, easy feeling. And when you got it, you want to stay there. That was the garden. Some of you are saying, give me some of that right now. What happened? It's what Dr. Wares would call the fracture. The fracture. Huh. When things got broken. Yeah, when, when things were with shalom, can I tell you what was going on? When you have shalom, you're good with God. Okay? You're good with God. When you have shalom, you're good with other people. When you have shalom, you're good with God's creation. It's a place that you want to do. But, but then the fracture happens. And we go to, to Genesis 3 and, and verse 1. And in Genesis 3 verse 1, there's this serpent that shows up. And it says he's the most crafty of all animals. And, and, and he shows up. Now, I just got to tell you, it was a talking snake. Does that bother anybody? Some of you say it bothers me because it's a snake. Okay, thank you, Marsha. Yeah, but if it was a talking snake that says, I'm getting ready to bite you, then, then that's even better. It's warning me. But there's that snake. And this is what he says. Did God really say that you can't eat from any tree? Did God really say that you can't eat from any tree in the garden? And that's what Satan says. He, he's kind of added to it because God said, no, you couldn't eat from only one tree, the one in the middle, the, the one that has the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. You don't want to eat from that tree. You don't want the knowledge of good and evil because then you're going to be held accountable for it. The fracture is beginning. In Eve's mind, things are beginning to go maybe a little different. And she's beginning to say, well, is God, does God, does obeying God really make sense? 
Have you ever said that? I have. Does obeying God really make sense? Then the woman says to the, the, the man, um, to the serpent, and, and, and she says, well, no, God said you can only eat from the tree, in the, we can't eat from the tree in the center of the garden. In fact, we're not even supposed to touch it. That's legalism, folks. Because God didn't say you couldn't touch that tree. God didn't say that. He said, you can't eat from that tree. You can't eat from that tree. You know what they could have done? They could have, they, they, they could have touched the tree. They, they could have climbed the tree. They could have hung a swing from the tree. They could have carved their initials in the tree. But what, is, what, is, well, what happens there? Legalism. You know, we can be pretty legalistic, can't we? And you know what legalism does? It drives people away. You know, we're pretty good at it in the church. I'm good at it. We've added to what God says. You can't do this. You've got to dress a certain way. If you don't dress a certain way, if you don't believe the same things that I believe, then, then you know what? You, you really aren't a Christian. And they're all added to, to what God has already said. And, and so that happens. Are you with me? And, and then Satan continues to talk. And, uh, and what, what Eve has said, but, but if we eat of that tree, you know what? We'll die. And Satan says, you won't die. You won't die. You're not going to have to pay a price for that. This is good fruit. Go ahead and eat it. Go ahead and eat it. You know what Satan really focused on the whole time? On everything they couldn't do. But he expanded that. Mom and dad told you you couldn't go in that room where they have hidden the Christmas gifts. What are you going to do? Anybody with me here? Yeah. I'm sneaking in. I'm going to slide under the door. I'm going to figure out a way to get in there. I have been known to take the hinges off of doors to get in rooms before. But why do I do that? Because I was told not to. And what does Satan do? He gets them to focus on the one thing they're not supposed to do. And they actually begin to question God at this point. Is God good? If he doesn't want us to eat of this tree, is God good? Wow. You know the rest of the story, don't you? She grabs the fruit. We always say an apple. We don't know if it was an apple or not. She eats it. And the fracture happens. Where was Adam in all this? Gentlemen, pay attention here. Where was Adam in all this? We don't know. It doesn't say. But I do know what he wasn't doing. He wasn't doing his job. He should have been speaking up and saying, Woman, and, and at that point, I just tell you, Eve didn't have a name. She was just a woman, okay? Because it didn't name till, till at the end of chapter three. He, he should have said, woman, don't do that. You remember what God said. Gentlemen, that's our responsibility in this world is to be the spiritual leaders in the household. And when we don't take that, things go terribly wrong. So, I actually think Adam was standing there He's watching Eve. 
Eve takes a bite and she doesn't drop dead. (laughs) He's a good man, isn't he? And then he jumps in and takes a bite. Back to the x-ray. That's when the fracture happened. Done some funerals recently. Counseled with some people about some things that weren't right in their lives. I see the effects on the news. This year, this year, 2021, we've had almost 250 mass shootings in America. I know this is happening this year. 800,000 babies are going to be put to death before they are ever born. I look around in mental illness, depression, suicide are rising. Some are calling it the pandemic inside the pandemic. And if our government and our businesses are not corrupt, that's just not normal. And how did all that happen? It started right there with the serpent. With the serpent. Here's the sermon in a sentence. God is working to heal our broken world. Can you say that with me? God is working to heal our broken world. I was absolutely wrecked as we were singing the words of the second song today because the words of the second song absolutely are just exactly what I've talked about when it said, goodness comes running after me. So we've seen, we've seen the fracture, okay? And and, and we know what, what happens here. Let me tell you in effect what Adam and Eve has said. They said, God, we don't want to do it your way. God, we don't think your way is right. God, we would rather do it ourselves. And then what did they do? They turned their back on God. Maybe you all aren't like me. But when somebody does that to me, I tend to get a little mad. I tend to want to get even. I tend to want to have have that that moment where I smack them down, okay? I'll just, in the flesh, um, that's that's where I want to be. So let's let's, let's jump in now. Genesis 3 and, and verse 7. Genesis 3 and verse 7. I mean verse 9. Let's go to verse 9. I told them in the back, just follow along as best they can. This is the healing portion of uh, the notes that you have. But in, in, in Genesis 3, 9, they've said to God, stuff it, God. I don't want to do it your way. And then I want you to see what our God does. Then the Lord called to the man, where are you? Goodness came running after them. Did you catch that? Our God wants to heal a broken world. Goodness 
comes running after them. We sang about our good, good God. Can I just tell you? <laughs> Can I just tell you? I, I, I just want you to understand this. We have made a royal mess of our world. I don't know about you. I, I, I've done exactly what Adam and Eve have done so many times. I've said, God, I want to do it my way. And what does God continually do? He comes running after us. Some of you right now are saying, yeah. Because when I look at the x-ray, I see the brokenness. But this is what I want you to know. In the midst of the brokenness, God is chasing after us. You know what we want to do? In fact, this is, this is in, in, in 3.7. This is what it says in 3.7, Genesis 3.7. At that moment, their eyes were opened and suddenly they felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. <laughs> Can you imagine anything more futile than sewing fig leaves together? Do they even make a sewing machine for that? Are you with me? And what happens after about a day when they get dry and crispy? You're right back where you were. There is nothing more futile than trying to hide from God. Yet, what do we do? We try to hide from Him. Mm. Nothing more futile. And then in 310, this is Adam talking, and, and God is asked, where are you? And this is how Adam replies. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. I'm afraid because I'm guilty. Psalm 139 tells me there is absolutely nowhere that I can go to hide from God. He knows every word before I speak it. Hmm. Goodness comes running after us. Yet we try to hide from it. And what our God wants to do is this. He wants to heal our broken world. What more could he do? Verse 21. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins from Adam and his wife. What more could he do? He could cover their shame. Wow. We tell God, stuff it. God, I don't want any part of what you're doing. And we disobey. And what does he do? He comes running after us. 
And, 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 and even though we're ashamed and we try to hide, he still pursues us because he wants that relationship with us. He wants to heal that, that, that broken relationship. He wants to heal this broken world. And, and so can I just tell you what he has done is he's provided a covering. In Genesis, he had to kill some animals. Some blood had to be shed. But what God has done because of our, our nakedness, because of our shame, he's made a covering for us and it's called the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh. We have a good God. Oh. And, and, and he comes after us and he chases after us. And, and, and the, the neatest thing about all this is that as he does that, he's going to make a way for us. But all the way back in Genesis, when they messed up and when we continue to mess up, there's something I want you to see. Genesis, the third chapter, uh, verse 15. Mm. This is what God says. He says it to the snake, uh, to the serpent. He says... And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. All the way back in Genesis 3:15, we're told that the son of the woman not the man because the one that's going to do this his father is the king of the king, okay? The one that is above all. It's amazing. Can I tell you what's going to happen? God is going to fix our broken world. And he actually did it. He actually did it when Jesus Christ stepped out of the grave. Because on that day, he crushed Satan under his feet. Paul. In, in Romans 16, 20, it, it's an amazing little verse. It, it says this, the God of peace, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. There's coming a day when Jesus Christ returns and Satan will no longer be able to control us. This is a hard sermon um, for a lot of reasons. You can see my notes have things scribbled all across them. But this is a hard sermon. But because this is what I know, there's a lot of brokenness. Our elders get this, and we pray through it a lot on Wednesday nights. We have a prayer team on, on Wednesdays that, that gets together, and this is what I'm going to tell you. There's a lot of brokenness. But we have a God who is chasing after us. And he's willing to cover our shame. The only thing that's left is for us to be willing for him to do that. So that's, that's what I want you to hear today. I think that's what God wants you to hear. But he's coming running after us. And will we surrender and say, God, take this life. Take this life. Father. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you had a plan for us. 
Father, help us to stop hiding. Help us to stop hiding. And help us to turn to you. And allow you to cover our shame. Father, open our hearts to hear from you today. Open our hearts to hear from you. Work in us that we might leave this place healed. Healed. In the power of your spirit and in the power of your word and in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ work in us so that we leave this place that we can go and make a difference in this community. Speak to us, Father. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to sing about the goodness of God. And uh, He is a good God. He chases after us when we say, forget you, God. And then He offers a covering for us. I don't know if you need prayer today. I don't know what it'd be about. It could be about any of the things we've talked about. It could be that you want to pray for somebody that you know that doesn't have the covering. We're going to be up front. But I simply say this. We're going to sing about a good God. You have a good God. And don't miss this opportunity to let him fix what's broken in you. Let's stand up. Thanks for listening to this message. You can keep up with what's happening at Northridge on your mobile device through our Northridge Christian app. If you have any questions about Northridge, you can contact us at info at northridge.online.